Welcome everyone to episode 41 of Down to Play. I'm your host Dapper Tux along with Next Gen Player. For this special edition of the show, we'll be discussing all things Returnal. Next Gen has been playing it for over two weeks and is coming up on 50 plus hours of total playtime. What I'm going to do is ask him the tough questions. This will be a Q&A format episode where I ask Next Gen Player all about what his experience has been like and try to get him to spill the beans about all his time on Atropos. Returnal is a roguelike action game by the veteran developers at Housemark, creators of Super Stardust, Next Machina, and Matterfall. In the game, you play as Selene, a space pilot who crash lands on an alien planet, Atropos. But this is no ordinary planet. It consistently shapeshifts and is stuck in a time loop. After every death, Selene is resurrected and the world around her changes, presenting her with new layouts, enemies, and dangers to overcome. All right, next gen. I haven't played it, but I've got some questions here for you. First thing I have to ask you is about the difficulty with Returnal. So in terms of other comparable roguelikes like Dead Cells and Hades, how would you peg the difficulty of Returnal? Good question. I People have been asking me in comparison to other games like uh, like Demon Souls or Dark Souls. And like definitely if I'm going to be comparing Returnal to those games, I would say Returnal is a lot easier than Dark Souls or Demon Souls. That's good news. <laughs> those are tough games. It's probably actually easier than both. Yeah, I would say it's easier than both. The thing is, like, here's the thing like with, with roguelikes in general is that they really, first of all, like, they are really skill dependent. Like that is just, you know, that's just a, a baseline for this genre. Like you're either good at them or you're not good at them. If pe- if somebody's good at this genre, then I think they're going to have really no problem with Returnal. But I also think that for this game, it really depends on how you approach the gameplay. It'll impact how challenging the, the overall game is because it, like when I first started playing Returnal, I thought, you know, it's a straight action game. I knew it was roguelite, but I was like, I was playing it like an action game where I'm just going to like, I'm going to run and gun and I'm going to just like barge into every room and I'm going to just, you know, blast the heck out of all these alien life forms. But you have to play this game so strategically and so thoughtful. Like, I would say even way more than Hades and, and Dead Cells. Like, there's just... I mean, I can get into some of the stuff, um, you know, now or later, but but uh, but there's just like there's just certain elements that you need to really pay attention to. Like, for example, like one one basic thing that I'll, I'll mention is that you as you kill enemies, you sort of like build up this power and uh, your your power has five different levels. So I think it's after every three enemies, you, you gain one level and uh, and basically like every level that you gain, it's it, uh, gives you like one homing missile that you shoot out so it's like it basically like adds to your firepower so you, now you've got a homing but the thing that i i found out you know quickly and i wish i would have known this from the very beginning is that once you start getting a few of these homing shots that you can shoot out well then you don't actually have to face enemies direct to attack them you could if there's like a tree you can kind of like blocking you and the enemy you can kind of like you know shoot your homing missiles around the tree so that's that's what I mean in this game. Like it's it's like so many times I'm not even directly facing enemies. I'm just sort of like I'm above them, I'm below them. I've, there's barriers between me and them, but I'm using my homing attacks to my advantage, and that makes the game significantly easier. So people were actually I was talking on on Twitter and and uh, and during my uh, live stream that I had of Returnal, I mentioned that I've had runs in the game 
that were like two hours and three hours. Like the longest run that I had in Returnal was over five hours without dying. And and it's like the thing is, like the crucial thing with this game is that there's so many different items that you can get. So there's parasites that the parasites basically give you like a buff and a debuff. So it could be like a parasite might auto heal you when you're at low health, but it will infect items with malignancy in the item in the in the the world. And basically if like if items are malignant, then they can make you malfunction and that does really bad things to you, right? And then there's also artifacts that you can get and artifacts will give you um, you know, basically some more advantages. It might uh you know, it might give you 20% more health. It might give you like a super dash. It could get like power up your katana melee. Whoa, hold on. You get a katana in the game? You you get a katana. It is absolutely awesome. It's kind of like, it feels almost like a laser. Like almost, I was going to say like Star Wars-ish kind of. Or like Mass Effects, like Captain Shepard and, and kind of like that hand laser blade that he she it's, has it's very similar to that and it just looks oh, it looks sweet. so 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 cool killing enemies and as i was mentioning with uh with the artifacts and the and the parasites that you get like the the way that i had runs that were three hours and four hours is that there comes a point in the in the game where you can become basically op right like and and so like your goal when you're playing this game is to become op see that's great because I have three strategies in the game. Number one, it's to go and run and gun. I can't do that in Returnal. I can run and hide and then use those like uh, heat-seeking missiles. So, okay, that's a good strategy. And then just become so OP that I no longer have to worry about the enemies and then revert back to step number one, run and gun. So it's good It's good to hear that I can somewhat follow that path. A good example of, of becoming OP is that your health in this game is called integrity. And you start out with 100% integrity. I've actually got it up to 300, which I think is the max because it just never went above that. So you can actually get 300% health. So you've got three times your, your initial starting health. As I mentioned, like there is that one parasite that I got that actually heals you when you're at low health. And what I found out is that it heals you anytime your health goes below 33% or, or sorry, one third of your total health. So if you have 300% health, anytime you drop below 100 health, it'll heal you back up to 100. And 100 is what you start with, right? So basically what I found out is like, if I, once I had a lot of health and I had that parasite, I was like, I was almost invincible because anytime my health went down to like 50 or 30% integrity, this, this yeah, parasite would just heal me back up to 100%. So I'm back up to where I started when I first had that run, right? And so yeah. there's other things that you can like you can max out that that just make you like super strong. There's uh there's one uh there's one gun. Actually, I think a couple. There's there's one that I use a lot that has uh bullets that are leeching and they basically like they leech health off of enemies. And that's another thing too. Like so you might be having the worst luck in this game and you might be dying left, right, and center, but as soon as you find this gun that has the leeching health, then Bam! Like all you gotta do is shoot enemies, and you will leech health back to you and recover your own health, right? And then that again, like it's sort of like it almost makes you invincible as long as you keep on shooting the enemies, which is what yeah. you should be doing all the time. You're gonna you're gonna constantly repair your health. So um, that that sounds like a weapon. As soon as I pick it up, I gotta upgrade it to its max, 
and uh, and go from there. Before you were mentioning though, uh, like a five hour run, and uh, a lot of people are asking about the save system and how it works. So, say for example, you're on your five hour run, and then you die. What happens? Like, is there a checkpoint? Are you sent back to the beginning of the level? How does that work? So, I can only talk about the first biomes, or first two biomes right now, and there are no checkpoints for the two biomes. So you have to. First one is, is like, uh, I'm not sure if it's kind of like a cave or a jungle. It's kind of like a mix, jungly cave. And then the second biome is desert, and there's there's no checkpoint. But the way the things work in this game is that you get items. So you get when you complete the first biome, you get a key, and then that key lets you essentially access the desert. And typically, what I found is after I get the key, and if I die, then the room where I have to use the key to access the desert is typically I find it within the first like two or three rooms in my next run. So basically it's like you unlock shortcuts. That's the way I can summarize it. So it's like, yeah, you're there's there's no checkpoints at all, but you can definitely jump between the biomes a lot faster the more you progress in the game. That's pretty cool. So you basically you don't get a save point, but you you get almost like a new door or a new cave system that opens that lets you cut through something that took you previously maybe like half an hour to 45 minutes exactly you can just you can just like fast track to the latest biome that you're you're currently on because i had my fingers crossed it wasn't uh you're gonna go through this perfectly you're gonna do it you know it whether it takes you two hours or three and if you have to die like a hundred times you die a hundred times and then when you finally get through is when you get through but it's good to hear that there is there is somewhat of a progress system which is uh which is which is great, especially for people like me, because I don't want the, uh, I, I like this game to be long, but just because I suck, I don't want it to turn into a 75 to 150 hour experience. Oh so man, I'm, I'm getting close uh... to 50 hours. Like it's, it's so good. I beat the game, but it, like, I just can't stop playing. So yeah. like, I, I th- like, if you like the genre and if you end up liking, you know, the first couple of biomes, like you're, you're going to be hooked. Like I just, I can't every night I think about Returnal. It's so, it's so good. So I remember the the last thing that I saw around Returnal that really hooked me was the mysterious PT-like house where you went in and it was almost like your home uh, was beamed right onto Atropos. What what can you tell us about the story? Is it like you're unraveling this this wild mystery? Are there horror elements? Give us a few breadcrumbs about you know the story and uh, the tone of the game. Well, I would say there, there's th- really three ways that the story is told. The first is Every time you die, you have sort of like flashbacks of certain things. And then also um, in your ship, you can you can take a nap. And basically taking a nap also gives you some more flashbacks or flash aheads, I should say. It gives you both flashbacks and flash aheads. So you can you can sort of like you'll you'll sort of get a sense of what the story is about with these. They're very fast flashbacks and flash forwards, but you can sort of get a sense of what the game is. Second way is logs. So as you're traveling through Atropos, you're going to find logs of you. So you're like Celine will find logs where she died. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and so you, she'll talk for like a minute or two and just sort of give you a little bit more background on, on what she's doing and what she's thinking and all that. And then the third one is what you mentioned, which is the house. And the house is like super interesting because you find it in the first biome. And uh, I think I've seen, geez, like about a half dozen or so different um, different cutscenes uh well that's i that's it's like half gameplay half cutscenes you basically like you walk through the house looks exactly like pt like holy jesus is it 
like you know if i wasn't if i didn't know it was returnal i just saw that scene i'd be like okay that's pt it's 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 very very uh just like the atmosphere the 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 sound the the creaking noises the like shaking lights like yeah it's really 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 creepy are there a lot of jump scares or somewhat it's more of a thriller it's more of a thriller it's not really not really like there's there's like there are like some scarier elements to it, but there's not really any jump scares. I would say it's more just like creepy and and unsettling. And the the house scenes are like maybe I'd say like like five minutes. They're not super long. Uh, they're super confusing. I I sort of have an idea about like how they all piece together now, but the first couple of house scenes that you find, you're not really gonna like. You'll just you'll be like, what's going on? <laughs> a lot a lot of crazy things are happening. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a really, like, it's an, really an interesting and unusual way to tell story in a roguelite. So it's something I've never seen before. I love those stories that pull you along through the entire movie or novel. And it's not so disjointed that you have no idea what's going on, but it's, it's, it, it kind of puts its hook in you all the way to the end. And the storytelling is done so well that at the end, it it all it answers enough questions to leave you satisfied. So I'm hoping Returnal has an ending like that. But again, I don't want you to start talking about uh, any any heavy spoilers. So or let's get back to talking more about the the technical side of the game. What can you tell us about the game's graphical performance? What are your thoughts on that? You know, around frame rate, uh, ray tracing. I've been seeing a lot of extremely positive um, input around the way just how great this game looks. Uh, what are your thoughts based on playing it firsthand? In terms of, of like frame rates and ray tracing i'm not going to really comment too much on that just because of the fact that i'm not really like a you know a, a digital foundry or <laughs> i didn't do any like tech analysis on it so i'm not i mean you haven't watched three youtube videos and now you're a certified expert come on next gen <laughs> don't this is how the internet does it these days yeah, sony and <laughs> sony and, and housemark said that it, it's like it's ray tracing 60 frames per second what i can say is that uh there was there was one spot where i actually noticed the slowdown so there was like this is I'm, I'm talking like 50 hours of gameplay and there was like one room where a lot of things were happening and i noticed like a, just a, like a wee bit of slowdown um i've noticed like I, there are frame drops i would say like very sporadically but but it's like it's it's nothing that really impacts negatively to the game it's not like there's nothing that I even would call slowdown. It's just like I, I might have noticed, like, oh, okay, like that. That kind of felt like that was maybe five or ten frame drops. I didn't actually in, in my live stream. I never made it to the second biome. I just like I was very close to finishing the first biome. The second biome is like really when bullet hell begins. Like it is like the first biome. You're, you're gonna you're like enemies will will definitely shoot a lot of bullets at you, and like the whole screen can be filled with with bullets. But like it's nothing compared to the next like there were enemies on in the desert biome that if i were to pause and count i would swear it would be like 150 bullets they just shot at me like it, it was like and that's just one enemy there could so, be like you know five or six other enemies that are also shooting at me so the whole screen could have like 300 bullets coming at me so this is clearly a game that would make john wick blush yeah. and and the thing that i love too yeah totally <laughs> the thing the thing that i love about it is like the bullets are all colored and like very like bright and neon-y so you'll get like blues and reds and yellows like all and and laser beams and like you know homing missiles and all. it's just like it's wild there's the the one thing i actually didn't mention this uh earlier but the one thing like, the key thing in this game too is that when you dash you're basically invincible so 
that's like if you might think like how am i going to dodge 300 bullets well you just you, you basically like you almost have to play recklessly because sometimes it's actually beneficial for you to like jump towards the bullets right because you can like you can just yeah. like basically dash right through them and then you're, you come out the other side and you run scathe on this very podcast we reviewed Astro's Playroom. Since playing, we've become true believer in the powers of the dual sense. We love the controller. We see the potential of it. How has the controller been used to create a more immersive feel in Returnal? So I, I would actually say, this is probably a pretty bold statement, but I would say that Returnal is actually better than Astro's Playroom in terms of... No way. In terms of how it utilizes the dual sense. Totally, yeah, because the thing is, like, Astro's Playroom was was phenomenal. We all know how great that was. But I think... Like with that, I found that pretty much like every room in or every level that you play in, in Astro's Playroom, like, you know, it basically gives you like a different effect of the dual sense, yeah. right? Like one will be the, the vibration, will be the adaptive triggers and stuff like that. There's like when you're playing Returnal, they're they're all coming at you at once, right? Like, like I'm, I don't know if you know, like if you get what I'm saying, but I'm saying like, you know, Astro, it, like they sort of like hit you one at a time, right? Like this is like, this is the spot where, where rain is going to come through your controller. And this is the spot where you're going to feel like, you know, resistance on the adaptive trigger. So you feel it kind of like one at a time when you're playing Astro. But when you're playing Returnal, it, it hits you at once. Like you will, it, it's, it is so immersive and so impressive. I, it's just hard to, to describe. You've got to feel it. Does each weapon have a difference in terms of the way it feels on the dual sense in terms of the pushback of the trigger in that or yes how, how does that work yes Is, yes oh, absolutely cool. the, the weapons they all feel different with the triggers the you, you as soon as you get out of your ship your helio ship like you're gonna feel the rain it is it is like just as good if not better than astro's playroom like i saw a video um online and it's been circulating it's gone it's gone viral where it's just someone's placed the dual sense just in front of their tv and Celine's standing there and the raindrops are hitting the spacesuit, and you can just see the bump 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 bump, bump, bump like the raindrops being simulated through the controller so yeah are there any other weather effects you can talk about uh besides raindrops how else is the dual sense optimized within the game so you can you can sort of like feel the wind in, in the the desert but the other ways that it's used um which is so like it's so awesome and i've never seen a game do this is that so the enemies that you face right especially like the larger enemies and the bosses they will yell and they will like murmur and they will make noises and just like try to imagine this your controller will sort of like ripple and vibrate as if like that voice sound is hitting you oh wow so it simulates almost like sound waves or or sound in yes, itself yes as as huh. the enemies are like growling and beeping and blasting you you're <laughs> cool. you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna feel like you physically feel the en the enemies through the controller right and here's another thing that it that is like so awesome and it makes this game so much better is that so your weapons you unlock this like very early on i locked unlocked it during my live stream so you can check it out and see it but within about like 15 minutes or so of playing the game you're going to unlock the alt uh alt weapon for your for your guns right so basically like every gun has like a standard shot and it has like a powerful alt weapon that you can and the way that you do the alt weapon is you can hold down the left trigger right and there is actually some resistance too so it's like this is like super cool too if you hold down the left trigger halfway that will like zoom in your sights for shooting but if you hold down your left trigger fully 100 percent 
that activates your alt weapon, right? So that's already first like very cool because you've got to like you got to adjust the pressure on the the trigger based on what you want to do. But here's like the, here's the coolest thing too, and it's a little bit more intuitive, right? Because you're not just pressing you know L one or trying to flip you know quickly through the D pad. You know that just based on the trigger finger squeeze that you're just going to either get that that alt popping up or what have you. So that's that's I could see like at first the learning curve being i don't say i don't think it could be steep but i could see at first you might have some misfires but overall i think sounds like something that once you get used to it's it's pretty cool to have on the battlefield especially when these like monsters are throwing everything at you including the kitchen sink I, like i did make a few mistakes at the beginning as i was getting used to it but the thing is like maybe i didn't describe it well enough but when you when you pull the trigger down 50 percent the trigger like basically locks not not like fully oh. locks but it gets hard like you'll 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 feel like huge resistance so you'll you'll know when you know when you're at basically the spot where you can zoom in your reticle and shoot right and then and then you basically have to like you know then you then you put extra pressure you jam your finger down and that's the alt weapon so it's like it's yeah there's there's definitely like a 50% spot where you just kind of like hit that wall um so that's that's already cool but the thing that's even cooler about this is that and I hope more games do this. So try to imagine this. After you shoot your alt weapon off, your alt weapon has a cooldown, right? It might have like a 10 second cooldown, right? Your controller will actually vibrate slightly as it's cooling down. And it's sort of like the vibrations of the pulse will build as you get closer to being able to use your alt weapon again. And when, when your alt weapon activates again, your controller will like jolt and vibrate. So the thing is, like, the, like the, the first one, it's, it's so cool to actually feel. But what's even better is that you, you can tell just by the feel of your controller when your alt weapon is ready to fire again. So, you, like, there's actually an icon in the bottom left-hand corner that's sort of like, like it's a gauge that fills up, right? But you don't have to look at it, right? Like you can just you could the controller will tell you when you're ready to use your alt weapon again. That's wild, and I feel like it. This sort of uh, feedback, just based on the controller, takes us to it breaks down the walls of immersion, right? It takes us to more of a HUDless format of gaming where you don't need those visual cues because you're getting them through the feedback in the controller. Uh, that's a really cool touch. Well, that's that's just it. Like you pun intended. <laughs> you can you can like turn off elements of the HUD because you just don't need it. The controller will tell you. It's awesome. It's really yeah, awesome. That's wild. Anything that you wanted to uh, add up before we wrap up our eternal extravaganza just last thing i, I want to say is like you've been seeing people on twitter and and like reset and like everywhere all these different forums saying like is, is this game a double a is it a triple a like is it i can't believe it's a full price it should be a half price game like at least from the first biomes i can say this game is like it is just as meaty and and full you know full of content as any other sony game that we've enjoyed so like in, in my opinion from those two biomes there's there's no like if if this was like a budget 25 dollar game like you know like some of the other house mark games that they've had i would be like holy geez like it's like the production value the 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 cutscenes, the ray tracing the the graphics like you know the amount of content i'm at 50 hours like i was saying right like it's 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 like i'm gonna play this game another 50 hours i think like i'm gonna be putting in a lot of time to this game so at, at least from from the first two volumes i'll say more when the embargo hits but like absolutely this game 
is is worth it and it's a, it's a full-on triple a production value game that's fantastic well you know what i think everyone just needs to give developers like housemark just time to shine give them their chance and play the game let it speak for itself and uh once it comes out you'll get a, you'll catch our full review on uh on down to play uh that's game over for this episode i'm dapper tux and i'm next gen player be sure to follow us at Down to Play Cast, our official podcast Twitter account. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Dapper underscore Tux and at NextGenPlayer. For more gaming news, check out our websites DapperTux.com and NextGenPlayer.com. We are always down to play. Down to play.